0: three, two, two, one. I went to my car and I cried, how are we going
1: to do this? How do we keep our family safe? There's Jesse, Nettles, Purdy, and I'm actually planning a wedding for the goats at Halloween. We're all in the war. We're all in the war now. You know, they're here. We're looking after them, and rightly so. Join the conversation. Call 0818-969696.
0: Extra WhatsApp
1: 083-3969696. Email opinion at 96FM.
0: This is The Opinion Mind with PJ Coogan. 96
2: FM. We mentioned on the program yesterday the, the fact that Bewitched are getting back together or have gotten back together and have a new song out in time for St. Patrick's Day. I heard it this morning. It's called Birthday. It's not their best. But then they've got this whole YouTube channel of stuff they've done. They've done a cover version of the great song Oh Mickey You're So Fine from the 80s you remember it You remember? they've done one of Does Your Mother Know the ABBA song they've done loads of them and of course their own stuff was really good yeah but it led to a longer conversation in the office who who else would you like to see coming back after a few years off the scene Bewitched are back and will be busy for the summer by the looks of things Destiny's Child would be Fergal's favourite yeah I liked they were good they were actually very good in their day. Richard is still thinking about his. I'd be kind of a bit more along the lines of the jam or the Style Council or some one of those those bands. Or, or maybe, oh yeah, there was a rock band in the 80s and 90s. I was a big fan of it, obviously them back. But who would you like to see come back and have another go? At the music scene G- Given the state of music these days It's either really good or really awful There is no in between So who would you like to see come back? The great artists from the 80s, the 90s, the 70s And yeah, even if they are dead Let's have some fun with that Let's have some could, Should we start remixing Someone started remixing old Elvis stuff in the 90s And had a couple of big hits with it Who would you like to see To be the big comeback of 2023 It looks like been the year of the comeback talk more about that a little bit later on this morning had to laugh at it being Friday there's all sorts of daft stuff will come up I had to laugh last night a regular listener and friend of the show mags in in Carrigaline it was the the age old discussion ma'am what love I need cinnamon and
3: nutmeg ma'am for what love for home economics ma'am
2: okay when do you need it love
3: tomorrow ma'am
2: it's half nine at night. How many of us have had that conversation? It still goes on. You'd wonder, it's one of those things I can remember. I can remember having to go out looking for a Chessie. A Chessie. Explain it to the younger people in the room. A horse, a Chessie, a conquer. I had to go out looking for a Chessie. At quarter past nine at night. It never changes. Good morning. Oh eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. The number, the text of WhatsApp. Oh eight three three ninety six ninety six ninety six. And the email is opinion at ninety six m. It's Friday, so anything could happen. I'll tell you later as well. Um, how much your fridge is costing you when you open it unnecessarily? It'll knock you back for sideways. They've done some research at the University of Portland in the States. When you unnecessarily open the fridge, it's costing you a lot of money. And there's also stuff that should never be in the fridge. So if you opened the fridge this morning just to get out the eggs and the butter, that was a wasted trip and a wasted opening of the fridge. Because you don't need to hit either of them in it. Anyway, to far more serious matters. Frank, you say that you will never be coming back to Cork again if you can avoid it. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. What happened, mate?
4: Uh, Not a lot. I just was uh, in Cork yesterday and that horrible day that was in it. And uh, I had to park in one of the high-rise parking spots uh, because, as you know, parking in Cork is (laughs) practically non-existent. You just can't get a parking spot unless you go into one of these places. And I went into the one at... I can't remember the name of it. Is it... um, Uh, It's at the back of M&S there, M&S stores. Oh, it's Uh, Merchant's Key. Merchant's Key, that's the one. I went in there and uh, I got charged for just over an hour I got charged 6 euros and 40 cents. What? Yeah, 6 euros and 40 cents. And I looked at the signs when I went in and uh, when I came out um, and it's 3.20 an hour and part thereof. (laughs)
2: Yeah, that was a Dublin thing. I remember having a similar experience one year when I went up to a meeting in Dublin, and the end part thereof caught me. Yeah,
4: yeah well, this this means if I stay a minute over time, I'm charged six euros for an hour, basically. That's right. That's right. And, and you well, you must remember, your ticket pass from the time you get to the gate.
2: Yes. And you it could does. be five,
4: you could be five or six minutes looking for parking spot going round up and down. Dead right. Hundred percent right, and you don't. You could be charged six euros and forty cents for less than an hour of the actual parking.
2: You're you're completely right. You if you only have to go down, get a couple of messages, you could yeah. be and, and come back and get out. Yeah, you're and not. Ha- um.
4: And and how many people would stay less than they are? I would say stay maybe a half an hour. Do what you're talking
2: about. Yeah.
4: Uh, go down, get a couple of messages, and come back to the car. That's I, have, I have
2: seen it broken into quarter hours. Yeah, or even and twenty-minute segments, or the first yeah. half an hour is free. But
4: yeah, but they'll 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 charge you for the hour. Yeah, and you want to use a half an hour, maybe somebody will, And somebody else will come in and he'll be charged an hour. And if he doesn't stay uh, the half an hour again, an hour's charged, maybe. Yeah,
2: there's, there's handy changing, isn't there? There's very oh, handy changing.
4: in it. I I I go around the bits. Uh, I'm retired, and the dearest I can get, and. Absolute dearest in Galway is the one in the um, was it the bus the bus station oh, no, bus station, the station yeah yeah well oh, the bus station is not that dear the bus station is actually two ninety but the one in the one in the square
2: in oh, Air Square yeah
4: in Air Square is three euros that's the dearest one in Galway three quid an hour in Limerick I'm not living far from Limerick I'm out in County Clare in Limerick it's uh, Two forty an hour. Yeah. I mean, if the people in Cork knew that the that the parking was available on the street, those guys would be out of business because they're just ripping you off they know people can't get parking on the street you're yeah. going round and round and round looking for parking well uh, you you
2: were going to think to the passport office there was a time and it's not a million years ago where you'd have little or no trouble given the time of the day you were coming in of getting a space by the by the passport office but they're doing work there and the side on parking is gone it's it's the straight up to the pavement parking inch that takes away a third of it but the truth is Frank they don't want us parking
4: Oh, that's it exactly. Yeah, that's it exactly. But look, there are places I can go in Limerick, as I said, there's no 240 an hour in Limerick for the high rise yes. one, right? But there's so much parking on the street in Limerick that I can get two hours or maybe even four hours for two euros in Limerick on the
2: street. I know.
4: I know. <laughs> I, I got a cock. I got a cock, and it's six euros forty for an uh, hour. Uh, look,
2: look look, <laughs> look, look, look! I often talk about one of my favourite cities in the world, uh, Palma in in Majorca, <clears throat> a big tourist trap, a place they could fleece you for. I once parked a hire car there. We we were in. in Calma for a couple of hours, and a couple of hours became the full day. And I went back. It was nearly eleven o'clock at night when I took the car out. I said, "God, this is going to cost me a week's wages." It's <laughs> four euro. I was there since half ten that morning.
4: Four quid. Yep, yep,
2: yeah, yeah.
4: That's the old uh, rip off society we have here. And that's in a, in a that's, tourist trap, like. Oh yeah, I know, I know it uh, But uh, anyway, that's my rent so six for No,
2: you're all right. Six forty for an hour, and and how much over the hour were you?
4: Oh, I'd say I was about a half an hour over the hour was So that, that was nearly two hours.
2: You, so that was kind of
4: Oh that's that would be you know, but the rate of three twenty an hour it's ridiculous.
2: It's absolutely ridiculous. It's, it's fifty it's fifty cents a minute.
4: You know, people forget. I'm
2: sorry, five cents a minute.
4: Mm. Now I'm on I'm on a pension, right? Yes. I'm retired. But anybody working this has to go into that car park and pay Three euros twenty for an hour. They have to earn about six euros to be able to give them that. That's right. By the true. time you pay the tax, that's true. So, that's so true. every time, every time you go in,
2: you're getting ripped off. But anyway, did you get as sorted as said, in the passport office? Oh yeah, good. Yeah, good. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's but, all yeah. right. That's all yeah, right. <laughs> <yeah. laughs> that no, to have been ashamed. I don't know. That's you're, you're this, your rent is most welcome because it's one that will be made <laughs> and has been made a hundred times. Thank you, Frank. Appreciate it. 0818969696. 96 96. So Frank came to Cork from County Clare to go to the passport office. No parking on Pat or on the mall there because they've reduced it by 50, 60% since they started. Anyway. So he went around to Merchant's Quay. And he's right, isn't he? By the time you go in, and any one, of the, any one of the high rises, they're all the same. You go in the gate, you take your ticket, the clock starts to tick the minute you get it. You drive up, you try to find a space, that might take you anthem from four minutes to a quarter of an hour if the place is busy. So the first ten minutes, we'll say, of your parking is gone. You then park the car, and depending on where you've been in the car park, it takes you longer to get down to the shops and get around your, your bit of business. And you come back then, and you try to pay to get out. And it cost you a lot of money. Yeah, 3.20 an hour, so divide that by 60. It's roughly five and a half cents a minute. The But it's if, when you go into the second hour, and it's per portion of an hour, per part thereof. So if you clock into a car park at 11 o'clock, say. So you go in at 11 o'clock, but the time you have the car parked, it's going to be seven or eight minutes past 11. Get your bits and pieces together, get out... Do your first couple of jobs. So by the time you're back, it's going to be even if you're pushing it. It's going to be ten past twelve. So you've gone into the second hour. So they got you for the six forty. There, there has to be a way around it. One thing they did do, and I was in, and I, I don't know if there's any shopping centre does this in Cork because I've never come across it. That's why I don't know. If you're in the Dundrum Centre in Dublin, which is like an enormous shopping centre enormous, if you're doing your shopping in Dundrum, so you could, and there's like, there's a hundred shops, so you might go in and buy a pair of shoes, get a haircut, have a bite of lunch, whatever you want to do. And then you do a bit of shopping, maybe in the Tesco, there's, there's a massive Tesco's in there. If you put your receipt, if you you can get your car, your car park invalidated, so you might be in there for three or four hours doing a few bits and pieces in Dundrum, and then you get it validated say in Tesco's click click and you pay for I think the last time we were there we were there for nearly four hours we tried to eat lunch and a, a few things and I think I paid two fifty dollars because I got so much of a discount by validating in the shops I don't know if anybody does that in the city I think says this call I think it's 60 pence an hour in Belfast it's certainly cheap, certainly very cheap. I was in a Sainsbury's in Belfast in 2020 and a huge shopping centre would pay parking. And I think it cost me a pound for nearly two hours, uh, a pound sterling. Rock says things will never be cheap in Cork. We just pay these outrageous prices. Mags, I'm living in Carrigaline my whole life. The first time I ever saw a traffic warden was yesterday. Gave some poor sod a ticket for parking in a loading bay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, look, there's a there is a war on the humble motorist these days, and I know I annoy environmentalists and I annoy certain people by saying there's a war on the humble motorist, and there is, and there certainly is a, a war on the humble motorist at the moment. Oh eight one eight ninety six ninety six. Ninety-six. God, it's Friday and we're having a grand little rant. Fergal was Destiny's child. That's who he'd like to see coming back. No. Moraid. Oh, I used to have a clip of that on my system. I'll see if I can find it. Moraid says six. Six. There's a whole lot. It. it was the first concert she ever went to. There was a talk of them coming back, wasn't there? Did they or did they not come back? They had 25 years or 20 years or something since the release of that song. And they were, we're talking to Sinead Shepherd. She didn't rule out come back. Mauread would like to see them come back. She loved to hear that song. Even now she loved that song. First concert she ever went to. Nathan Carter was the second and the third and the fourth. Ross, oh Ross, you bold boy. I remember this song. When I was DJing years ago in Norma Jeans, this was a massive hit. The Out There Brothers. Wiggle it. Yeah, we used to love that. That was a club hit. Oh, 818 96 96 96. Nessie says I'd love to see the cars come back. Brass. 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 They actually they were lined up for the marquee a few years ago and I had tickets because I'd love to go back for all that bit of nostalgia. Sure, it never happened because it turns out the two of them is it Matt and Luke Goss, they don't get on at all. And sometimes the the show would be called off because they'd have a row in the dressing room. Like, do you know what I mean?
0: Join the conversation. This is the Opinion line
1: With the Cork City Marathon. Take on your next challenge this June by running solo or with a team. Register at CorkCityMarathon.ie Cork's 96 FM. Let me show you what
0: it's all about. Simon Murdoch and the Best Music Mix
1: Weekdays from Midday on Cork's 96 FM Your afternoon soundtrack in
5: Cork, I Got You Covered It's a show that just makes you feel good, right? Oh, absolutely amazing I also make people very happy (laughs) (laughs) And it's the show where sometimes you just get this nonsense Groundhog Day Say again?
6: Groundhog Day What's that? Say again? Groundhog Day Say again?
7: In the afternoon in Cork Make sure you're with me Let me show you what
0: it's all about it Simon Murdoch Midday to 4pm On Cork's
2: 96FM Who would you like to see come back That you haven't had new music from In a very long time And I don't care how Sort of cringe it is In fact there's an opportunity for To share with me Your guilty pleasures I don't care I won't judge you. But I might, but I won't. What is your absolute guilty pleasure? Music that you haven't heard for years, a band that you haven't heard for yonks, but you'd love to see them reform for just one gig or just one record. You could have I could have some fun with that. O eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six or O eight three three ninety six ninety six ninety six. I can't wait to tell you later on how much your fridge costs you. And how, for example, if you opened this fridge this morning and got out eggs and butter, that was actually a total waste of money. Total and absolute waste of money. Why? I have to have me breakfast. Yeah, but it was still a total waste of of money. Kate would love to see Simple Minds come back. I have a great memory of Simple Minds. They, They are still together. They do still perform from time to time, Kate. Simple Minds were at the marquee and they were... Um, among the best gigs I've ever seen at the Marquee I thought they were the best until I saw Toto but then but Simple Minds played the Marquee on a very significant night in music history see can anybody remember that the night Simple Minds played the Marquee it was a magnificent gig I mean it was a stunning gig really really good gig and something very big happened in the music business that night can anybody remember it? I won't tell you straight off the bat now 0818 96, 96 96 We had a discussion a couple of weeks ago On road rage And stuff that happens on the road Totally unnecessary stuff That happens on the road But Barra, I think you uh, You've been Barra's. you're from Thailand I think And you've been living here for nearly 20 years now And I think, Barra, you feel singled out because you're obviously foreign. In other words, another driver looking at you obviously thinks that you're foreign and you feel you're being singled out. What's been happening, Barra? Morning.
8: Hi. I was collecting my kid from school, you know, and that road is traffic, like really bad, you know. Right. And next thing this guy behind me like he keep using horns, you know? Yeah. Three, four hundred meter, you know. Until like I I I stopped in the shop, you know. And I called the guard, you know.
2: because he was honking the horn at you, yeah.
8: Yeah. For like a three, four hundred meters, you know. For like a three three or five minute non stop, you know what I mean? Oh really? So I had to stop the car, like and get out asking like, Well what what's going on? Like, what's wrong with you? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And he keeps shouting at me, saying like, "Lord, Lord's bad for it," like you know. And and then the, he he stopped at the shop, so I st- so I follow him stop at the shop, and I called the guard. Yeah. And I would say to the guard, "I want to take this man to court because he's threatening me." Do you know what I mean? And I never get contact back from the guard again. Do you know what I mean?
2: They didn't call you back, no.
8: Yeah. No. Wednesday, I collect my child from school. It happened to me again, same time, same spot. Same guy? It's a, it's a lady now, this time. She stopped in, in the middle of the road, like between the white lines, you know. I see. And and she, she told me to lower my window, to open my window. So when I open my window, she said to me, I just let you go. She said, it would be nice if I say thank you or give her a, like a hand sign, say thank you. Do you know what I mean? I do. You know, what I mean, it's raining and it's snowing, and the people like.
2: And were your kids with you in the car?
8: I have my kid in the car, and she have her kid in the car, yeah. Nice. Right. And next thing, yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna let that, that happen. Do you know what I mean? So we both argument in the car, right? Yeah. And she she pick up her phone. She recording me, my face. You know.
2: Oh, she recorded you.
8: Yeah, she taking picture already. Uh. Video, uh, video my face okay so to be honest I feel angry PJ okay yeah. so I drove up small bit and I crossed the road I cross the fa- traffic that I shouldn't do that that that's wrong I know that I, ca- I caught the tra- traffic you know what I mean
2: yeah
8: but I do that I have a reason because she she recorded my face first so I block her her, front, her her car so I can take take picture of her plate number that's what I want. Do you know what I mean?
2: Oh, so you crossed over so you could see her number plate and take a picture of it.
8: Exactly. Because she take a picture of my face first. She recording my face first. Yeah. She, she the one that ca- causing trouble first. I mean, it's not in the law. If you don't wave, say thank you, anyone, they let you go. It's not in the law, am I right?
2: Yeah, it's not in the law that you should thank someone if they let you out. No, it's not.
8: So many Irish people, I let them go. They don't, they don't say thank you or wave a hand at me. I never follow them up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if she wants to say thank you, why don't she just give me her address? I will send her flower and a thank you card. Do you know what I mean?
2: I do, I do.
8: You know, I mean, everyone have a bad day. Do you know, but you don't like come on the road and picking on people. And release your bad day to that person. Do you know what I mean?
2: That's true.
8: You have a good day, bad days, you know. And I can't tell you you have, have a bad day. I can't tell you that.
2: Do you think that Irish people are rude on the road anyway?
8: Not, not everyone, not everybody. I'm not going to blame all the Irish people. Like, oh, they're bad, they don't like to be no, mm. no, 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 no.
2: Because we were talking about this on the program a few weeks ago, about how the roads are a more angry place now.
8: Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. I, I, look, it will happen again, PJ. It will happen again. I talk to you like, you know, it will happen again. Maybe not with me, with somebody else, you know what I mean? Yes, yes. I just want you to calm down, you know what I mean? You don't need to um cause a trouble problem with, with with other people, you know?
2: Certainly shouting at somebody and filming them with your phone. I don't know why people do that. I really don't.
8: Yeah, yeah because she she the one caught- caught the problem first with me, you know,
2: yeah were your kids upset, or was your child upset by this?
8: Look, uh, I mean I was shouting in the, like with the woman in the car, like you know my kids' was like a, you know what' like you know what's going on like you know what I mean he says it happened to my mommy again, you know,
2: yeah. how old is the child
8: uh twelve and a ten
2: okay, so they they understand what's going on, and they were upset by it were they
8: I mean, I, you know, I, I tried to control myself, you know, yesterday, like, you know what I mean, so. Yeah,
2: but it's it's not easy if someone is filming you out the window of a car and shouting at you. It's not easy to control yourself, is it?
8: I, I, I don't know what you want from me, you know. I know. If you don't let me go, you should just stop, uh, you just keep going. I will, I mean, I will stop, you know, and wait for her, they can't let me go. Do you know what I mean? Yes. It's not necessary, you know, to, like, park next to me and tell me to lower my window and say something to me that I don't say thank you that I'm rude, blah, 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 blah. Do you know what I mean? I mean? Yeah.
2: We'll see if anybody else has experience like yours. Um, But I know that there's a lot of anger out there on the roads. We were talking about it a few weeks ago.
8: I, I feel like they're picking me. Oh, look, she's a black hair. She's Asian.
2: Yeah. You know? Do you think it's because you're foreign?
8: Yeah, I think that. I mean, I'm not going to let it ha- happen, PJ. I protect myself, you know what I mean? Okay. I'm not going to like let, let like, treat me bad All right, I treat you back, you know what I mean?
2: Barra, we will talk again, and thank you for your call.
8: Thank you so much, PJ. Appreciate that. Thank you.
2: You're welcome. You're welcome, Barra. 0818 96 96 96. We did talk about road rage. She's a two incidents, and Barra feels that drivers are taking a negative view of her. Because she is Asian, it's. I wonder. I wonder. Oh wait, 1-8-96-96-96. Somebody wants to say they pay good money. Jer says she paid pay good money to see Crystal Swing do Bohemian Rhapsody. Give us a break. There. This day week is Saint Patrick's Day. Obviously, we won't be here that day. It's a long weekend, and it's a weekend you might want to get away. We are getting away for the long weekend next weekend and looking forward to it uh, myself and herself and and himself the, the the lad we're we're off down west looking forward to that but there's a lot of availability out there if you have money left and people are struck for cash after the bills that have dropped the energy bills in particular that have dropped in the first few weeks of 2023 but sarah slattery at the travelexpert.ie there is value out there for people who have a few quid and want to get booking morning
9: hi PJ how are you yeah there still is some value there Uh, once once you stay away from Dublin I suppose (laughs) (laughs)
2: um
9: Uh, Yeah, no, in fairness, I even had a quick look at Dublin um, just before I came on because I assumed everything was sold out. But there was a few hotels uh, knocking around all right for around €400. So not exactly the €1,800 that was quoted last week. But um, yeah, no, still obviously between the the rugby match and Patrick's weekend, I think Dublin is obviously... um, at this stage is is pretty much sold out uh, but around the country yep there's definitely value to be had
2: even in killarney and and that's always busy castle ross lovely hotel
9: yes i stayed there myself many years ago uh they have a two night stay for friday and saturday night for 167 per person and um you know great location lovely walk into the center of killarney there um uh, literally directly from the hotel and uh, there's a leisure centre and everything on site. So a good time, I suppose, to see, um, to, to 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 go down to Kerry and Clare and all these places that are going to get booked up and uh, be very busy during the summertime.
2: Yeah, Ennis, another old favourite of mine used to stay there when I was digging in Ennis, the old ground, lovely hotel.
9: Yeah, again, these are great, a lovely one for couples as well. Uh, really, really nice hotel, 167 per person, and that includes breakfast. And that's for a two-night stay.
2: That's, that's excellent. That's excellent. Now for families, Sarah, it's a bit more pricey, but it's there.
9: Yeah, f- families, you know, families, is, is, is a lot of those kind of basic cheap family rooms seem to be hard to get. Yeah. Um, for, now, whether they booked early or whether, um, you know, people are, uh, are going away. I suppose there's a lot of cheap flights around now at the moment, a lot of introduction, you know, flights from all destinations. So whether people are going abroad or not, I'm not sure. But um, certainly I thought the, the value, there's better value around at Easter. Um, but Patrick's, again, there is a few. The best price I found was the Lock Ray Hotel or Lockery Hotel in Galway. Um, a family room there, 357 for two nights. That's excellent value. Um, yeah, that's probably the best price I found. Um, m- m- do you know what was there that I, 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 I thought was unusual was like a lot of two bedroom family rooms or two bed suites and things like that that are normally hard to get. Mm. So like if you've a family of 5 or if you just want uh, plenty of space, uh, the Clayton Hotel in Sligo there have a two bed family room for the two nights for 578. Um the Lahinch Coast Hotel in Clare, a two bedroom deluxe suite 628. Um, and then the Ken Bear Bay Hotel, a two-bedroom lodge, 648. So, you know, not cheap for two nights, but unusual to find those kind of two-bedroom yeah. um, suites and lodges uh, available over bank holiday weekends. Just
2: down the road, get beautiful Gary Vaux.
9: Yes, I picked that began these are the type of, of places that you won't get in the summer I would say. A three bedroom beach home um right beside the Gary Vaux hotel. Um hundred and ninety euros for for the two nights but it's a three bedroom home so I suppose probably you could probably fit seven or eight maybe in it. Yes. Um and it's a kind of a luxury home. They look fabulous as well. Um I just kind of highlighted some of those as you said because they they're not always there. But I mean if families can go and um, if they haven't booked yet and you're 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 debating between Patrick's again and Easter there's definitely really good value for Easter around and i think just going back to what i was saying a few minutes ago a lot of those particularly like Ryanair started there's there's uh, summer schedules and brought in all these new routes at the end of they started at the end of March for Easter, yeah. so like this, I think a lot of people have booked to go abroad, possibly, but because i 've been getting emails from loads of hotels with Easter breaks um and you wouldn 't normally get them you know that many altogether, so there seems to be quite a quite a bit around for Easter yeah um. Sorry, just one I picked out was the Mulrani Park Hotel because of the whole Banshees of Air. And um, yeah. I think that's going to be a really, really popular this summer. That's right a lovely hotel. I,
2: I stayed there a few years ago when I was attending a conference. That's a gorgeous hotel.
9: Yeah, and it's really good for families. with loads of activities. There's a kids club. There's a cinema there. And you're on the the, the, the seafront. Um, and you're on the Greenway as well, the Great Western Greenway. So they have two-bedroom apartments that, again, will be probably like hen's teeth in the summertime. But they sleep up to six. So you have that kind of benefit of the hotel facilities and the self-catering. So you can do a three-night stay there if you wanted over Easter holidays for €800. Euros. They sleep up to six, including breakfast. And loads of activities they've, like... Animal hun- hunts and um, Easter eggs and movie nights, and also, and the kids' club, there's loads of things going on. So I thought that could be very popular, particularly with the, the whole Oscar buzz um, that's going on at the moment.
2: Yeah. You did find. Uh, and then there- go on.
9: Sorry, go on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, there are cheaper options as well, but I just thought that that was, uh, was going to yeah. be particularly popular. I
2: stuff. know what you said. Patrick's Weekend is actually more pricey than Easter.
9: Yeah, yeah. I suppose people have the two weeks off at Easter maybe and there's there's more time and, you know, particularly if you're kind of looking at going Sunday, Monday or something like, you know, midweek over the two weeks Easter holidays. Um, and as I said, I think it's just the fact that maybe uh, people have booked holidays abroad.
2: Yeah, yeah. If you wanted to go five star next week, you could go to the Intercontinental in Dublin.
9: Yeah, but you need uh, a mortgage. I picked that. Well, actually, the, the Easter price is very good. Um, for a family stay, they they it's 480. Well, and I say very good? But for a five-star hotel, yeah, uh, 480 euros for one night stay. But you, for a family of four, um, during Easter, but you get your breakfast, you get a bottle of champagne, you get luxury Easter eggs for the kids, you also get 50 euros credit to spend during your stay, um, discounts on spa treatments, free parking, things like that. So when you add all the extras up. Um if you want a luxury break, a family night just over Easter, yes. I actually think it's quite good, particularly for Dublin. yes and a
2: five
9: star hotel and if
2: you wanted to go to Kilkenny then for Easter hotel Kilkenny, nice place
9: yeah, um they have most of the deals actually um that i that I found the family breaks are two or three nights. What was nice about Kilkenny one is they have a one night break as well, so for somebody who just literally wants an overnight escape. Um, a family of four with breakfast and dinner is two thirty-five for one night, which is good, including dinner as well. Or if you want to do the two nights you can, it's four seventy. But 70 um, But I thought particularly uh, an, a nice one for, for families who just want literally one night away. Yeah.
2: Now, I saw value here, but there's a drive involved for next weekend. If you had a couple just want to get away for one night, there are very few places more beautiful than Donegal. It's a bit of a trek, but good value at the Red Castle.
9: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm a big fan of uh, Inishowen. I, uh, I'm always talking about it, but um, I was there a couple of years ago, and I, uh, I'm still going on about it. But the Red Castle Hotel is always very well priced for a four-star hotel. It has a, um, a pool and a spa. So for a couple, it's ideal. It's 80 euros per person. Um, so 160 for the night. Now I'm not sure if that was Patrick's, if that was the Friday or the Saturday night, but they still had availability there anyway. Um, some of these are on my website on a on a post I have. Others you can just book directly with the hotel, but I have definitely have links to that one anyway. Okay.
2: And the website is thetravelexpert.ie. Sarah, good to have you on as always. Sarah Slattery, thanks okay. a million. Uh, 0818969696. 96 96. I won't tell you where because they will be inundated. But where I'm going next weekend is down west, down west, and we got uh, a two-bedroomed apartment, absolutely stunning apartment. I would class them as four or five-star apartments. Hundred yards for everything, I mean everything. For two hundred and ninety-five for two nights, that's like that's that's good value. That's great value. Richard would like to see no doubt come back. Hey hey. Yeah, outside Temple Street Hospital is 3 60 an hour. Wow. <laughs> and Paul, am I supposed to say that? I'm going to hold on to that one. I'm going to hold on to that one because that's a comment that might have some impact. Play dates. Now, how do we evolve into a world of play dates? I remember being, when you'd play, we'd all be unleashed out onto the green and told, don't kill one another. Now it's all about play dates and bookings and organising things. Julie J's been writing about it, and I'll catch up with her next.
4: Join the
0: conversation. This is the opinion Live.
1: with the Cork City Marathon. Take on your next challenge this June by running solo or with a team. Register at corkcitymarathon.ie. Corks ninety six FM.
2: Yeah, so the modern. Thing about play dates, and is it just me, thankfully we never kind of had to do it, but is it a thing that every play, every moment of your child's life now has to be scheduled? And is it because our lives have gotten so busy that they have to be? Like everything now is a schedule, including our child's play. Um, And you wonder, is it getting easier or harder To just let children be children and grow up and play and make friends. Um, Julie's been writing about her experience with uh, playdates and young Ted. Morning, Julie. Hi,
10: how are you, PJ? Yeah, for sure. I mean, any parent out there will know I'm very new to this whole play date phenomenon. So, like this is a completely new territory for me. <laughs> but honestly, it was like a military operation. The amount of preparation that had to go into this. Now, it was lovely and it was well worth it. But there was definitely a lot more planning going into Ted's play date with his little friend than my belated Valentine's date with my husband, which was about three weeks too late.
2: The whole play date thing, it's a new phenomenon on, on me. My my children are, are much older now and play dates were only becoming a thing when they were small. But now it's it's almost like like you said, a military operation. Can't kids just meet and kick a ball anymore? Mm-hmm.
10: Yeah, I mean it is. I mean it, it. It is. It is certainly quite. I suppose an organised thing. And sometimes I think it can be too organised. Like certainly now, you know. I know when I was growing up, obviously. I- as you say like this play day thing is is a completely new thing like you go out to the green and whoever you met you met and you kicked a ball and that was it but I suppose the nature of things now so much has changed that it is a little bit more orchestrated and I don't necessarily think that's a good thing like ideally it's lovely when kids can find their way that being said I think the nature of COVID as well yeah. that now people have to make more of a concerted effort yeah. to meet up like the, the, like the days of just calling into some Randomly, without forewarning, they're kind of over. Really, you yeah. know, you always kind of announce your arrival, and like there is a little bit of, you know, I think it was always such an Irish thing that you would just, you know, knock into somebody's house with like no notice whatsoever. Um, like you know, even it, 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 even I think without COVID, we were kind of losing that. But certainly now with COVID, it's just everything is a little bit more organised. Yeah. Um, and I think because Ted did miss out because he was a COVID baby he did miss out on a lot of like visiting houses and you know they're all social skills and certainly now like i'm sure most people who who are parents to toddlers or have been a parent to toddler will know like you know when they're outside of their comfort zone they can get quite shy like even ted's quite an extrovert but he gets shy in somebody else's house so it's it's an important thing to do and it's good for their social skills but at times you do kind of yearn for A previous era when, as you say, like, you know, the kids kind of went out on the road, kicked a ball around. And that was the play date.
2: Met met their own friends, made their own friends. It sometimes feels as 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 if you're making it for them. You know, you're making the friendship for them if you're setting up the play date. It's kind of stressful to sit in on one as well.
10: For sure. I mean, it is like a play date. You're essentially, it's a bit of a blind date for all parties concerned. Because like (laughs) the child is going on a blind date with this child that you're like, be friends. And we all know that is not how friendship works. Like you either click with somebody or you don't. And I think kids are kind of the same. And then you're also on a blind date with the parents. Now, luckily for me, this playdate in question, I was on a playdate with the mate of mine who's very au fait with the whole playdate thing. Like, this is child four for her. So she's an absolute pro when it comes to the playdates. But I think it's like anything, it's like the kids' birthday parties, and you rock up, and sometimes you're happier hanging out with the kids than the parents.
7: <laughs> <laughs> yes.
10: So, I mean, sometimes it can be a bit awkward all around. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, it's it's kind of a play date for everybody when you don't know the family. Because well, the first instinct of a child when they see is another child is, I want to play. Bring parent. Yes. Does does it add to the tension for both parent and child if you're setting it up for a stranger?
10: Ah, yeah. And I mean, it is, it's like anything, you know, none of us like landing in somewhere unfamiliar and, you know, with people we don't know. I suppose it's about adapting to the situation. And again, that's what's good about it in that I suppose you are building their social skills in that way, you know, that it's, and even for yourself, you know, it's something that it doesn't necessarily come naturally to me either, like making small talk with a parent I don't know very well, but it kind of has to be done. Yeah you know, I think certainly and coming out of COVID, I really am trying to b- build up my mammy brigade because I'm probably unusual in that, you know, I am in my late 30s, but most of my very, very close friends actually don't have kids. Mm. So it's nice just building up that cohort of people who, you know, you can talk about potty training and you're not going to bore them to tears like they're into it. So it's it's good even for me kind of building up that group of people.
2: Yeah, you you need to make more friends with people. With- With kids, and that's the way to do it. Yeah.
10: Yeah.
2: How did Ted react to his play date, by the way?
10: Oh, he was great. And I think, you know, that is the nature of kids, isn't it? Like, they really get stuck in, like we can learn so much from them. As you say, it's like they see another kid and the first thing they want to do is play and they just have that common language and they find the common ground and you know, I mean, they're, they're gas as well because, you know, I, I did talk about um my friend's little girl she, you know, had her ponies yeah. and everything and was is like really into the ponies and Ted is just obsessed with trains and it's not even like he likes the trains to just do their thing it's always something very dramatic like the trains are having crashes, collisions non-stop. It's the most unlucky rail network in the world. <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but it's constant disaster. But it's so funny because they managed to kind of combine the ponies and the trains. Well, um, you could see so we, you I mean, could see
2: how a pony running astray on a track might cause a, train, yes. might cause a train. So we
10: crash. did we did have a few collisions. Now, we should say no ponies were actually armed <laughs> in the in the course of the play date. But it's funny how they kind of found the common language because initially when Tech came in went in and you know like he was handed like kind of there was a a, little girl had this lovely little kind of princess wand or kind of a fairy wand and then she was telling him about the ponies and I could just see Ted it was like a 90s thriller he was putting it all together in his head like how am I going to make this work And then they did, and they had great crack. And, you know, it is that that thing that you kind of look at them and you think, oh, like they really just get on with the kids. Yes,
2: they do. do. I think we probably overthink it a hell of a lot more than they do.
10: Yeah, Yeah. for sure.
2: Julie, good talking to you. Thanks a lot.
10: Great chatting, PJ. Thanks, Emil.
2: Cheers to you. And by the way, Julie, congratulations uh, on There Is, I Understand, a little brother or sister on the way now for Ted, which is great news for Julie. And, of course, for Fred uh, Julie is married to Fred Cook who introduces the guests on the Tommy Tiernan show. 0818969696 yeah a few things coming in about play dates i, I don't, don't get it i don't get it the need to to structure everything to within an inch of its life but then again as an adult I'm like that too like and i don't know how you feel about this happy to know how are you with your friends or relatives just coming to the door of the house like that? I, I don't care. Like, if you my friend or my relative or whatever, knock on up my front door any time you like. I don't care. There'll always be a bottle of wine somewhere or we'll make coffee and we'll sit down and chat. Whatever. The missus likes you to be more structured. Queen Bee likes to know someone's coming. Like, if my buddy arrives over to the door at 8 o'clock at night and says, are we going for a pint? I'm gone. Or you know, call in and say, I like that, I don't mind the randomness of it. But is the randomness gone out of life a bit? Have we sort of squeezed the randomness out of life a small bit? And is the play date, would there be a danger with play dates, okay? And there's foreign against them, I know. But would there be a danger with a play date that our kids grow up without the love of random silliness? That would be my thoughts yours welcome at 0818
0: 96, 96, 96 Join the conversation This is the Opinion
1: line. with the Cork City Marathon Take on your next challenge this June by running solo or with a team Register at CorkCityMarathon.ie Cork's 96 FM <laughs>
0: The Minds Are Live oh, Hello
1: Join the conversation. Call 0818 96, 96,
0: 96. Text or WhatsApp 083 396 96 96.
1: Email opinion at 96fm.ie. This
0: is the Opinion Line with PJ Coogan. Fox 96
2: FM. Looking forward to watching the golf tonight. Um, Rory McIlroy, if anybody can make the cut after that, Disastrous first round yesterday But if anybody can make the cut It's our Rory Look forward to watching that I'll be watching it on a proper paid subscription I watch my sport through Now TV Um, So I do And I always get a deal off them But somebody will be watching it somewhere on a dodgy box And I have seen one of these dodgy boxes in action lately Um, I went to visit someone I won't name them I'd get them in trouble but they were showing me this thing. They picked it up for a total of, I think it cost them 125 quid to get the whole thing set up for 12 months. You want to see what's on it, lads. You want to see, like, you know this new Sky Glass telly? It's actually a telly that Sky is now selling. I'm not too sure they are doing it here in Cork. Yeah, they are. Or in Ireland, rather. They've actually managed to hack the whole Sky Glass setup into a dodgy box. Like, you've never seen the like in all your life. And of course, you know, there's a clamp down on it. Now, they've been trying to clamp down on dodgy television signals and dodgy boxes since, I'd say, Thomas Edison himself was around. Wasn't he the fellow who discovered television? Or Whichever. John Logie, Baird, whichever one of them was around that discovered the telly in the first place. They've been trying to catch up. I'll, I'll try and catch up maybe later on with Adrian Wector, the tech man, to see what are the chances of ever clapping down on dodgy boxes then again and I often often said this and as I said I'm a, I am use Now TV and I love it and if you play the game with Now TV you can get great deals just know when to sign in and know when to sign out and know when to cancel and know when not you'll always get a deal I just signed up a fabulous deal again to keep me in sport until until midsummer for half price so you know it's there if you want it but anyway I'll come back to it later on Come here, play playdates play dates. You, you all want to talk about playdates I'll do that in a sec um, John John was on from Cove He says there's modular houses Have started to go up Just like that, you don't say where John But apparently modular homes Are being built as we speak In Cove And no one living anywhere around Knew anything about it not surprised about that are we John thank you 0818 96 96 96. now Efa said we live in an estate with a green but is full of older families there's no one the same age as my nine and seven year old if they want to meet their friends I have to do a play date I drop them to a friend's house or their parents drop their friends to mine I kind of don't see what other choice I have says Efa. Aoife. now Aoife's at work uh, so she can't take the call in, in response to that. But Mary, you've seen another side. They're a modern thing. Are they always good or what?
11: Um, I don't know. I've seen, you know, I have a kind of range of kids. So my younger kids would have been in that kind of zone more than the older ones. Yeah. But I've seen an awful lot. Basically, it's, and I will say sorry, mostly mother, social engineering. Okay. If they want their child playing with a particular child, they. I mean, it has, you know, it's fine once it's child led, if you like. Yes. See where you're coming from here. Mostly parent led. I'm sorry, I've seen it, and they have used it to. I've seen parents use it to exclude children. Like, children need to learn to make friends themselves, not have their mommies or daddies arranging it for them.
2: Yes, yes. And
11: that is what's happening. And I've also had the experience of, like, a child coming and nearly, well, what are you going to do to entertain me? I was at a house last week and they did this. You know, when you're kind of going, really? There's a room full of toys inside there. There's a child in your class. Go off and play. You know, it's...
2: It's 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 funny (laughs) that you should say it, though, because, you know, when I was making friends... As a youngster, we all did. I'm sure. Think back to your own. You all, we all made friends that our parents didn't exactly approve of. Yeah. You know, but in time, in time, either they would come around to our way of thinking, the parents, or we would come around to theirs. Yeah. And nature took its course.
11: Exactly, and things change. And you know what I mean. You know, children they can be quite fickle, and you know. That's how they learn, though. But they learn by experience. But like forcing children on each other, it, and I've seen it happen, and it can happen, and that's not right. You know what I mean? That's
2: a very right, interesting, you know one. A very interesting
11: one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, just I've seen the social engineering aspect of it, and I don't think that's particularly healthy for anybody. Yeah. And it's not it's certainly not good for a child. You know, like tell you, it, you need to go out and make make friends with people, like not have me bring them into the house for you, you know what I mean? Here's something
2: that's come in actually Mary Mm -hmm. and not along dissimilar lines to yours, I know I'll be unpopular for saying this but people who think their kids are being developed the right way, in inverted commas with organised play dates are mistaken what you're actually doing this is kind of what you're saying Mary. what you're actually doing is taking away the decision making to make friends with someone who won't lead you into trouble, to find things to do when you're bored, and I think it might lead to bad choices in later life and to depression and anxiety. It's a new thing, and I'd be afraid of it until we knew what the result in. I think what that caller is trying to say is, if you don't teach children or let children make bad choices when they're four, they're going to make worse ones when they're 14. Yeah,
11: and I'm not necessarily saying that they're bad choices, but they're not their choices.
2: That's that's actually interesting. Yeah, yeah. Who should choose your friends? Uh, you or your parents? Good point, Mary. Thank you. More on playdates uh, if we want to come back to it. But Vernon Mount, that beautiful place, beautiful old house overlooking the city. It has been allowed to fall into disrepair, criminally, in my view, allowed to fall into disrepair for a very very long time. I remember playing gigs up there it was a great place to have a 21st birthday party I know I'm showing my age here now but that is what it is it was a great place for a 21st birthday party it, was, it really was and it was a beautiful old house and this, it would have made a fantastic hotel or, or something small hotel there but it just went into total disrepair there was some question about the ownership of Vernon Mount House for many many years Um, there are moves afoot to do something with it possibly even to have the council CPO and take it over maybe Councillor Shane O'Callaghan can bring us up to speed. Shane it was, no one knew who owned it for a while or if we did know we couldn't get in contact with them so we couldn't do much much with it and it was so sad to see it collapse into disrepair good morning
7: Morning, PJ. How are you? Yeah, no, it was terrible, um, and you know the fact that it was allowed to, to fall into disrepair first, and then of course the the terrible fire. Yes, and, the fire. Uh, which which basically you know all, you know completely destroyed the interior, and it's it's a shell of its of its former self as a result of that fire. And in fairness, and um, you know, I'd like to pay tribute to Tony Foy and Shirley Han and Brenda Keller in, in great, frankfield partnership because they over. Decades at this stage were, you know, advocating for it to be taken into public ownership, and unfortunately, and um, their appeals to the county council because, of, you know, the area was in the county at the time, um, and fell on deaf ears, and eventually, uh, you know, it was destroyed by fire. Yeah. Um, and now, as I say, uh, stabilisation works are urgently needed to actually just, you know, ensure that even the the remaining yeah. structure is stabilised. And in fairness, the city council have. Taken steps in that regard, they have they have put a a perimeter fence around it that has helped to stabilise it. But uh, proper stabilisation works do need to take place. I've been advocating for that for a long time. They cost they cost um, they reckon in the region of about forty forty five thousand euro. But uh, uh, a difficulty there is, and the council were trying to get that by way of a heritage grant. But for that, you need the cooperation of the owner. And, and the owner of the premises is something that has been...
2: Yeah, well, what is the story is with the ownership, in- Shane? I remember the, at the time of the fire, and I remember people saying, we warned them this would happen. Who yeah. owns it? Where are they? And why don't we know? It, it, you see, I
7: suppose it, it's quite complicated, and I always don't want to um, go into... People's personal details no. um, on the air, but I mean, you know was, who my understanding owns it yeah. is, is that it was owned by a, a an American man. He, he, I think, he bought it to um, he wanted to develop it as, as a hotel or He wanted to develop something there that didn't happen, and then as a result of that, he just completely lost interest in it and was you know uncontactable and, and didn't. And I think, in fairness, I think the county council may have had made efforts to contact him to try and do something with it but he wasn't willing to to do anything. I think in recent years, he may have passed away. um, And I think it's owned now by a company that may have been out to a relative of his. But I think, again, they're based in the United States. um, Mm. And it's been very, and in fairness, the city council have been trying their best to contact. I think at one stage, they might have contacted an agent um, of, of the person concerned who was based in Tipperary, but it's, it hasn't proved to be fruitful, unfortunately.
2: You managed to get it listed okay. as a derelict site in December 2020. So that gives the council powers, doesn't it, Shane?
7: Yeah. So basically, I would have, working with the Grange-Frankfield partnership, um, I would have um, advocated for it to be put placed on the derelict sites register. And that finally, in December 2020, I succeeded in getting it put on the derelict sites register. And this means that the owner of the property, and you know which all properties on the Derrick sites register has to pay an annual levy of 7% of the market value of the of the property to Cork City Council. So I mean
2: so, so there's a,
7: obviously the the owner actually owes money to the city council now because of that and they actually owe, owe money as well for works that were were carried out before by the county council. But again that's the it's the problem there is tracking down the owner and mm-hmm and getting the money involved. But another thing is that after a property has been on the Derrick Sites Register for three years, it's you know, it's it's not an official policy, but the city council often starts the process of compulsory purchasing a property at that stage if, if there's no, you know, move made by an owner. And as I say it's it's December twenty twenty and it was placed on the Derrick Sites register. We're now in, you know, March twenty twenty three. So December twenty the three years will be up. So I, I believe that the time has now come to start the process of taking Vernon Mount Hose into public ownership uh, by way of a compulsory purchase order. And like it, it, it ties in great, you know, I mean, and it'd be a way then of, you know, developing it, you know, and it ties in with the, the pedestrian and cycle lane um, from the Grange road to More Valley Park. It, yeah, it, it, I see the bridges
2: going, going in at the moment.
7: Oh yeah, it's brilliant. I mean, there was another 4.5 million allocated there back um, about a month ago which basically means it's funded to completion and yeah. it's and are going well it will be completed by the third quarter or the, yeah the third quarter of this year so maybe october november to, to,
2: to, i mean if you look at where that bridge is going in and and the developments of more valley park and everything that's going on there it would make such a gorgeous little hotel stroke restaurant to be or even
7: a restaurant a cafe yeah or even a you know a visitor center something yeah. Something that recognises the historic significance to of make, it.
2: I tell you and, to make a stunning museum
7: John. or a museum. Yeah, no, I mean there's there's loads of things, and as I say, it's right beside the pedestrian cycle lane. That's definitely happening. Yeah. That's, yeah. That, will, that will happen, and as well, I mean another initiative by by Grange Frankfield Partnership. And, and look, I'd like to pay tribute to uh, Nino O'Neill in Facebook now as well for highlighting. Oh yeah, talk to Nino. Yeah. House, and but and this, like they they want they they're advocating for the pedestrian cycle lane to be called Burnham Mount Way. Um, in recognition of the fact that it's right beside Vernon Mount, and you know of of his uh, Vernon Mount's oh, yeah, historic. Uh,
2: I like that idea. I quite like yeah,
7: that idea. Yeah, no, and, and look, it it's, it seems to have the support of of uh, well, certainly myself and and the the other local ward councillors. We had a meeting over recently, and they seem to be um, supportive of it. And I think I think it's a nice way of recognising, you know, the historic significance of Vernon Mount. And look, and as I just say, it's just a, such a terrible shame that 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 fire happened, and that you know because you know before that it was.
2: Jimmy is saying here he remembers when there was discos in Vernon Mount so do I Uh, wouldn't it be a great place for uh, stop (laughs) Stop it now stop it now don't be good I know Uh, but wouldn't it be a great place for weddings conferences and he doesn't understand how it's been empty so long it's because you can't contact the owner
7: that that is a major issue yeah but I mean at least I mean in fairness, dramatic steps has been ta- have been taken over the last number of years by the city council since it came into the city because, you know, as I say, some stabilization works have been carried out, more need to be done, and more importantly, it has been put on the Derrick Sites Register. Yeah. So, like, every year it's on the Derrick Sites Register, the owner, where this person may be, is o- you know, ends up owing more and more money to the city council, and eventually, you know, as I say and hopefully sooner rather than later, I, I think it should be compulsory purchased and brought into public ownership. It, would, as be, as it, as
2: would, as it would be eligible for that in December, you say? Say that again? It would be eligible for that in December. It would
7: be eligible for that in, in December. That doesn't mean it'll necessarily
2: happen in December.
7: This isn't obviously a normal run-of-the-mill uh, derelict property. You know, you know it's, 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 it's quite different. But that's certainly something that I, I would be strongly advocating for. Okay. Um, and as I say, it, it makes sense from the point of view of you know, Tremor Valley Park now uh, you know, expanding away because of the yeah. pedestrian cycle lane to the other side of the link
2: Yeah, and, no, It's and logical. So, so logical yeah. Yeah. There's the thing though, Shane lastly, and I'm not asking you to speculate here I'm just sort of chewing the fat at you small but in these times when you can find the angels on the head of a pin finding the owner you'd wonder why it's proving so difficult isn't it, doesn't it?
7: Well I suppose... Uh, a major factor of that was um, the original owner, they did know who that was, uh, but he, he he didn't want to engage at all. And and in fairness to the county council, I think they, they my understanding is they made uh, huge efforts to try and contact him and engage with him, and he just didn't, he wasn't interested. And because he's since passed away, and I don't know whether it, the, some of his property has gone into a trust or... Um, whether it's a relative or, you know, I think there's a few companies involved, but it's, it has proven difficult.
2: Surely locate his will or something like that? Mm.
7: Well, I mean, if I was here in this country, maybe, but, I mean, if, if there's some, some far-flung corner of the United States, I, I don't think it's a straight as straightforward. Possibly
2: as not, as as not. possibly not. As I said, I'm only chewing the fat with you. Shane, thank you. Shane O'Callaghan, uh, Fine Gael Councillor. Mm-hmm. Vernon Mount, it's 243 years old, dating back to 17. Eighty, and at the end of this year, December, it becomes eligible to be taken into public ownership through a compulsory purchase order. It was wonderful. It was so. Well, it was a lovely place to play as a DJ, and it was just a lovely old building, really old building. On on play dates. Uh, someone who didn't, well, I don't know who it is, but says, a friend of mine. <laughs> PJ. definitely this play date is a struggle for me, as for my little one. I'm struggling to interact with others, so I don't do play dates for my six-year-old. And this week, I could see it's affecting her. As she feels she doesn't have any friends. How many friends of mine have six-year-old kids? Uh, speaking of friends of mine, a uh, quick mention... She'll be hearing this in her hospital bed where she's been for six weeks. Quick mention for Lauren Walsh. You've often heard me talk about Lauren Stripes for Life, my EDS journey. And poor Lauren has been in hospital now for the bones of six weeks. And her birthday will be next week. And the hope is that she'll get out at home for her birthday. At the moment, I don't think it's looking too good that she will. But she never stops hoping and she never stops fighting, does Lauren. And one day, one day, my friend, you've been promising for years, and I know you've never been able to get around to it, but one day we'll sit and have one of your, home, your homemade coffee cakes down there in your little house, having yourself and Archie about that
0: join the conversation this is the opinion live with the cork city
1: marathon take on your next challenge this june by running solo or with a team register at corkcitymarathon.ie Corks 96 fm
0: you guys ready Watch out. Drive home weekdays from four
1: on Corks ninety six FM. Make sure you're with me every weekday on the Big Drive Home, where it's all about the biggest tunes. Hey, Lorraine, can you play the latest one from Dermot Kennedy? Prizes that'll make you go. This is a job and fun and stuff you kind of have to be there for. Beauty, 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 beauty. Driving you home every weekday from four.
2: The Big Drive Home, Corks ninety six FM. Another one on play dates, uh, Carrie. a young town but after school there's no one out playing these days it's all organised it's all play dates in people's houses partly partly it's down to stranger danger get that and partly there's a need to organise who your kids mixed with and what activities they do and we've reported a lot of this from America I think it's sad just let them go out get dirty get bored get the high of unexpected joy and they'd all bring home friends we wouldn't approve of, but that's not. Yeah, I get it. There, that bringing home of the friends that you wouldn't approve of. Um, that's going to happen. That's an interesting one, though. Mm.
10: Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com.
1: It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves
2: I'm looking at a beautiful photograph of something that was there looking down at us until it wasn't. And it used to reflect the summer sunshine. That's the one thing I remember, was how it used to reflect the sun in the summer. I'm looking at a picture of Douglas Village, Douglas Court Shopping Centre. And there in the middle of it is that beautiful old blue clock tower that used to be there in the old centre and then all of a sudden it wasn't there anymore it came up recently in discussion on Twitter someone said to me PJ would you ever ask what happened to that clock tower now I think we know where it is but we don't know why it was taken down we never found that out but the picture uh, was taken by Joe Healy who who has a lot of photographs and puts a lot of them up old photos of Douglas and old photos of Cork. And that's a spectacular one, Joe. Morning to you. Good morning, PJ. That's a lovely picture of the blue clock tower of Douglas Court. I used to love that and the way it glistened in the sun. What happened to it?
6: Well, I think it's a long story and um, basically it's there's a lot of hearsay attached to it and speculation. But I'd say in a nutshell, um, you know, as I say... It was um, actually um, constructed in 1989 and Dunn Stores Shopping Centre, the Douglas Core Centre, opened on the 12th of March, 1990. So it was there then for about seven years and various suggestions have been put forward as to its actual demise, including, let's say, local petitions for its removal and our storm damage, which is probably more likely, really, yeah. But there's never really been a, a definitive explanation as to why it disappeared in the late 90s. Yeah. So I can't say for certain why. I'd mm-hmm. say the only people <clears throat> me, possibly who would know are the people involved in taking it down or who yeah. had, who decided to take it yeah. down.
2: Because you so, won't find um, an explanation anywhere. There doesn't seem to be one. It just wasn't there one day. And I think it was may have been dumped in a field somewhere.
6: That's yeah, what... that's right. Yeah, it was dumped out in um, Bandoff in Mayfield in a, a kind of um, a waste site, That's you amazing. know. Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. So they did say that um, some of it was used as a kind of um, a direction board for done stores out in Bishopstone. Right. And it, apparently, if, if you ever check on um, Google Street View, it's still there showing it. But in fact, I was told recently that it was removed maybe in the past year or so. But, um, you know, it looks like it's the top of it that was there for a number of years outside gun stores in, in Bishstone.
2: Yeah,
6: but anyway. um
2: it was, it was lovely. But yeah. it's one of thousands of photographs. Now, you're only sharing stuff. I think you've always been sharing them, Joe, but really only recently you're sharing them in large numbers. Where do you get them all? Are they all your own pictures?
6: They are, yeah. I've been taking pictures of Cork for almost fifty years now, both for a living in the earlier days, and also as a hobby, you know, more in in later years. So I, I suppose basically in my spare time, I just like to, you know, stroll around the city, mm. and I was always interested in capturing the changes that were occurring yes. throughout Cork. You know, things were going up and things were coming down, and I felt. That you know they would they won't be there you know in a couple of weeks' time so why not get yeah. a record of them you know so yeah. basically I I've thousands really of different various kind of things like that like Man Point maybe Douglas itself for the huge changes obviously you know and that kind of thing so you know so I suppose last year I just decided to um, pop as many as I could up on Twitter because I felt like there was no point in me just looking at them, basically. Mm. So, um, you know, I've stuck them up, and I usually pop up one a day, and uh, they seem to be pretty popular.
2: Yeah, they are, and they are. And it's something you also do, which I particularly like, is you do then and now.
6: Yeah, exactly, yeah. I like that myself, and pe- a lot of people like that as well. You know, they they seem to kind of... um it seems to kind of generate more of a reaction as such when people realise, you know, they see the present day one and then they, they see what it was like, obviously, 30, 40 years ago. Yeah. So it's it's easier, in a, in a sense, for people to grasp it that way, you know?
2: Yeah, yeah. Like, development is a big word and covers many different things. But mm. it's only when you look at a photograph. And take Douglas, God, I've lived... I've lived there now since two thousand and four, but I've known right. Douglas since I was a small boy. You know Yeah. I remember when the original shopping centre with the open air set yes. up and we yeah. used to race shopping trolleys down the old car park. It's a wonder we weren't <laughs> killed on a Saturday morning. You know, and I remember that Douglas. And you can of and you wonder like was that a better Douglas or was the one we have now a better Douglas? Certainly for traffic, that was a better Douglas.
6: Yeah. Well, any and pictures I put up, you know, relating to Douglas, there's an immediate reaction saying, oh, how, look how better it was back in the day. Yeah. You know, it, that seems to be the general consensus, really.
2: Yeah. It was easier to get around whoever, yeah. whoever decided to put all them roundabouts in. Yeah, I know roundabouts are supposed to make things move more easily. Breaking news they didn't. Uh, d- d- uh, do you remember uh, an art competition, Tracy wants to know, Joe, to colour that blue tower?
6: No, I don't, actually. Yeah, Tracy no. was
2: in sixth class in St. Columbus right. and she won the competition and she got oh, a cheque really? for £25. Pounds. Wow. Big money, then. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so where can people find your photos, Joe?
6: Well, it's, um, on Twitter, it's um, JTP basically. Healy, JTP Healy. Okay. Yeah, exactly. All
2: right. Look forward to what? Oh, the your, the one of, have you put up that one of the, of Parky Cieve in 83?
6: I in have. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was by far the most popular one ever. Yeah. You know, for some reason. Um, but it was that. a nice shot, you know. I I took it from kind of them um, lower Montanati overlooking the old Parky Cueve. Yeah. So it kept, seemed to capture the atmosphere of the day, you know?
2: Yeah. And another one I did, you did a comparison between the Grand Parade now and the Grand Parade of the 90s. Yeah. Love that. That's
6: true, yeah. That yeah.
2: Lovely, they were <laughs> lovely. They were lovely. JTP Healy on Twitter. Joe, thank you. And if we ever can find out why that tower, that clock tower, was taken down, Tim Brosnan was on to say that clock was indeed dumped into the bog between Ben Duff and Belle of Land, and you can still see the remains of it. You're joking me. Have you got a picture of that, Tim? They don't. Now, why did they take it down is what I'd like to know. Did they take it down because of storm damage? I'm trying to think that in the time it was up, was there any major storm that would have endangered it in such a way? Why did they take it down? Or did someone just object to it? Because it was, look, if you don't remember it, We'll share that picture. We shared it already, Fergal, that picture of, of, of Joe's. It was big and it was bright blue. Or was it blue and did it just reflect the colours around it? You see, you could never tell that. But it shone in the sun, so you could be coming along through Douglas on a summer's day and if you walked to any particular angle, you'd catch it in the eye, like to... Ted just said the same as Tim Ted Tynan said the same as Tim the remains of that's sad that's sad is dumped in a bog between Ben Duff and Ben between even dumping it into an act of vandalism anyway whoever did that the art competition thanks tracy
0: join the conversation this is the opinion line
1: with the cork city marathon take on your next challenge this june by running solo or with a team register at corkcitymarathon.ie cork
3: 96
2: fm now here's a story you're going to love gary Edmonds or gaz Edmonds. morning
3: good morning pj thank you very much for having me on
2: why after 27 years in sunny california would you decide to come back to cold and damp cork?
3: Well, um it's it's not always sunny in california. Um and it's it's less about california and more about america in general and also more about ireland and cork in general. Um we have an 8-year-old daughter and we're sort of at the point where you know, we either move now or we don't move at all sort of thing and it's something my wife and I have been talking about for years. Yeah. And yeah, we're at the now or never point.
2: Let's start at the start. Why did you go in the first place?
3: It seemed like a good idea at the time. Cork in the mid nineties was, as I'm sure a lot of young people right now can relate, uh, not the greatest place to be. I felt there was no prospects, no, just no hope really. Uh, 22 years old and I didn't see a future. My parents had just died. Um, So off I went.
2: What, what did you work at? Did you have a trade? What did you take with you?
3: I am actually a graphic designer by trade. Um, and I ended up working for a very, very nice non-profit here in America that helps kids go to college. So I've been, I've actually been with them for 25 years.
2: Graphic design would have been a growing thing in Cork in the, in the 90s. It was just, you you just wanted out for a bit, did you, after your parents did?
3: Probably a bit of both, yeah. But, you know, I, I fired the CV off a lot and... You know, maybe for some people, seeing Knock the on the CV wasn't great for them either. So, I don't know. I, I applied. I, I didn't see much prospects. I ended up working in a computer shop doing sales. But, yeah, off I went.
2: Off you went. And did you meet your wife in the States is she, or is she Cork as well?
3: No, she's uh, American born and bred. We met in Washington, D.C. and she's actually from Petaluma. So we moved out here. We we actually tossed a coin uh, 14 years ago in Washington D.C. to see if we were going to move to Cork or move to California, and California won.
2: So Washington was your first
3: stop. Was yeah. That's uh, where I found the job I'm in now. I was there 10 years, um, but it's it's a very cold place. It's a very uh, work centric place. Yeah. It's a place very much on who you know and what your connections are and it it didn't fit with me or the wife so yes. we wanted out both of us
2: so petaluma petaluma california fergal barry but then he's that kind of person he had heard of it he's familiar with and a fan of one of his most famous sons leo laporte to be a top radio host or top podcaster in the states but tell me about petaluma california
3: it's a great little town. Um, it's about half an hour's drive north of San Francisco. Um, the weather is usually gorgeous here, uh, but we're in the middle of cataclysmic droughts. Um, we made the news r- for the wrong reasons fairly recently with the wildfires. Um, a few neighbourhoods, not far from us.
2: You're close to those?
3: We are, yeah. We're actually back in Cork on holiday. Um, in, I think it was 2017, and we got a call from our neighbours saying, we are being evacuated and your house might not be here when you come back, but it'll all be fine. Coffee Park, which is a neighbourhood not very far from us in another town, Santa Rosa, uh, maybe about three or four miles away from us, is, was completely gone. A friend of ours is a winemaker, and basically the entire crop that year was thrown away because it was all infected by smoke.
2: Those fires, I've I've talked to a few people. I remember t- finding there always is one an Irish firefighter <laughs> in the middle of it. What are those fires like, Gary?
3: It's it's terrifying. They just come on you in seconds. You you'll get a warning that you have to evacuate, and within three or four minutes, the house is gone. Uh, we have friends that basically they they got a call saying the fire was coming. They looked out their window. The fire was literally at their fence. And the only thing they could do was jump into their swimming pool. God, fair play to them for being rich enough for having one. And they just sat in the swimming pool watching their house burn.
2: Good God. That's a picture to paint.
3: It is like, and you know, it's, I know it's, it's easy as well. And I have loads of friends and family back in Cork that think I'm off my game for talking about moving back. Uh, the weather being the big one but I don't know I, I don't I'd trade the rain and the the cold for not having the cataclysmic fires and the threats of earthquakes and all of that
2: yeah of course you are an earthquake country there have you ever experienced one of them or even a tremor
3: oh yeah there's there's one usually a couple of times a year we've had one or two that'll knock stuff off shelves but nothing worse than that
2: so apart from fire and apart from earthquakes what was the draw to decide? You said you discussed it with your wife. What's her name, by the way, Gary? Tracy. Tracy. You said you discussed it with Tracy uh, and his time to come back. Why?
3: So we, as I mentioned, we have an eight-year-old daughter and um, she started school here uh, in TK. So we're going back about three hours now. And so the, the equivalent of senior infants. And she came home from school. And we were sitting at the dinner table and my wife asked her, honey, what did you learn at school today? And just matter of fact, your daughter said, today we learned that if a bad man comes to the school with a gun, uh, we have to lock the door and hide under our desks and stay away from the windows. And I looked at my wife and my wife looked at me and we just went, that's it. Right, we're not, we're not raising her here. We're not doing this to her. She was what age? Five. Senior infants. She would have been in junior infants. It's like the equivalent of. And they were already doing active shooter drills at school.
2: Holy mother of God.
3: And she's done. She's in uh, second class now. And she does usually two a year. She's getting to the point now where like we, we had two mass shootings in California. And she's also getting to the age where she sees that on the news. And she's looked at me and she said, Dad, is that going to happen in my school? And, you know, we can look at her we can say, no, honey, no, you be grand. You know, the, it's, it's like what people say to me here. The chances of it happening are fairly slim, but fairly slim isn't, no, it's not going to happen. Yes, I'm fairly sure that the lads in Educate Together in Middleton are a bit safer than that, yeah.
2: Yeah, and you've got her sorted with a place there. How does she get her small little head around things like that. How do you help her to get around things like I,
3: that? I genuinely don't. Um, I And I don't know how she does. I think it's because she's born and reared here. So to her, it's normal. To me, it's utterly bizarre. And it's it's just, yeah, I I, I can't. I can't imagine, you know, I grew up in Nakahini in the 80s. That's, at the time, I thought it was rough and grim, but that's nothing. That's nothing compared to this. This is, this is, children should not have to think about things like that.
2: No, they shouldn't. Wow. That's, that's some American dream, ain't it, Gary?
3: It is. It is. And there's, I mean, you know, beyond that, there's the fact that owning a home here is even more impossible for young people than it is in Ireland right now. And I know how bad it is in Ireland. Is it really? I mean, the average price of a three-bedroom house around here is $650,000, $700,000. And she would need 20% down. Uh, there's no 10% first-time buyer's program here. Yeah. Um, so I have no idea how young people can do that. Uh, college is not, you know, college would be another 100 to, you know, to $200,000, most of which is paid for by taking out loans. It's-
2: so you emerge onto the workforce with enormous debt.
3: Exactly. You're basically already beholden to a life of, you know, endless work. That's why most Americans will work the hours they work. Yeah. They have to. They have no choice.
2: So like you said, uh, you've enrolled in Middleton. And uh, where are you going to live when you get back here?
3: That's a very good question. We have no idea. Oh, God. Okay. Um, we, we will be jumping into the rental market and eventually the buying a house um, in with everyone else. Uh, we actually had a, a lead on a house in Caritool, but she's after giving it to someone else.
2: Are you selling a place over there? Do you have some money? Like
3: Oh, yeah. We'll, we have a house here. We will thankfully do pretty well selling it. Right. So we'll be coming back with... A safety net, if we could call it that. Um, But sure, like everything else, it'll run out eventually, um, unless we find a place and get situated, because otherwise it'll be paying, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands a month at Airbnb or something.
2: Uh, Your skills are transferable. No doubt you'll find work.
3: Oh, yeah. The the non-profit that I'm working for, I'm talking to them about still contracting for them from Ireland and... uh,
2: of course, yeah.
3: If that doesn't work out, then yeah, there's. I'll start looking. But honestly, PJ, I've I've worked nonstop for 27 years, and the longest I've had off is two weeks. So I wouldn't mind a few months off. Get away. Yep, you get three weeks. We get three weeks off a year, and you know that has to last you the year. So
2: yeah, work over here. There's a bit more leave to be had, and a few more public holidays, and they we ca- we care a bit more about Christmas and important things like that.
3: Well, I think it's the work-life balance that you have over there. You know, it's like you have to work in on your money, obviously, but not everyone is just the slave to the grind. Or at least they don't expect people to be, I suppose.
2: So, are our are flights booked? Are, are you ready? Are you packing bags at this
12: point?
3: We are furiously emptying the house of our stuff, figuring out what's going and what's not going. We're dealing with a couple of moving companies and just the price of that is taking us by surprise as well. Our house will be going up for sale in May, I think, and please God, we'll have it sold in, on the plane in the middle of July.
2: You're coming home. Tracy is a native of Petaluma. That's a big move for her too. And, and of course, your little girl has never, has she ever been to Ireland?
3: Oh, she has yeah. She's she's been. We we try to get over her once a year, although it was obviously not happening during uh, the pandemic. Hmm. But Anya loves it there. Um, she will, I have no doubt, have. Uh, she she will miss it here, but she's eight and at least is at a stage where she can adjust. My wife, I think, will be fine. She's lived abroad. Uh, she's lived in Spain. She's lived in Italy. She's lived in South America. So,
2: okay. How did you meet? a matter of interest
3: playing pool <laughs> uh so we were in a bar in washington dc and i was getting around in for my friends and i hear this girl behind me saying um oh hey i, I hear your accent where are you from and you know when you're when you're over here you hear that a lot and i sort of rolled my eyes and said i'm actually from uh boise idaho And she looked at me and she said, the hell, you're not. You're from Cork. And from that accent, they would say you're one of those notaries. She did not. She did. She'd actually just gotten home um, about a month before that from a trip to Cork herself. And what brought her to Cork? Her best friend growing up, her brother, was going to UCC studying dentistry.
2: Oh, for goodness sake. The world is only a street cat.
3: Isn't it, boy? It's like, yeah, it's a small world and it's only getting smaller. You go to
2: Washington DC and you're playing pool and a Californian who's just been on holidays in Cork
3: pegs my accent
2: recognises that you're a nori
3: and fair play to her now she hadn't been in Cork long enough yet to associate norries with the stereotypes so so she didn't go oh you're a nori and then ran
2: (laughs) This is gold This is gold (laughs) Was a good decision to go play and pool that night. Gary, lovely talking to you. My best to everybody. Enjoy the planning. Good luck with it. With...
3: I've had enough of the planning at this point, too. I've been eating and sleeping this move for six months, so right. I'm over it now at this point. I cannot wait to get my arse on that plane, but before that, I cannot wait to get my arse sorted in a house before we go.
0: The minds are live. Oh, hello.
3: Join the
1: conversation. Call
0: 0818 96 Text or WhatsApp 083 396 96 96.
1: Email opinion at
0: 96fm.ie. This is the Opinion Line with PJ Coogan. Cox 96
2: FM. Do you know two of the most enjoyable conversations I had this week on the show were with people, Cork people overseas. Really enjoyed that chat with Gary and we promised to keep in touch over the summer. Uh, as he heads for home, we might even have a pint together before the summer is out. And also Jill Kenny, who was talking to me yesterday from Perth in Australia, and it turns out our paths would have crossed a lot in uh, earlier life. We're a few years between us in age, but our paths would have crossed particularly down around Douglas, and you talk about the, the world being a street well, it turns out that Jill's dad and my dad would have known each other very well in the guards and had to have a great respect for each other and she sent me a lovely message during the night May, having spoken to her dad about this after coming off the phone from me. So Pat, Pat Kenny, retired guard, Pat Kenny uh, who spent many years based in the old Douglas station um, good to hear that you're doing well. Good to hear you are doing well, um, and your daughter is great crack and great fun to talk to. 0818 96, 96, 96 I mentioned earlier that I'll be watching the golf tonight. Looking forward to see that Rory McIlroy will hopefully make the cut at Sawgrass, and if anybody can, Rory can. But I'll be watching it on on Now TV. What I was saying, if you if you know how to play the game with Now TV, you can get deals. I just got another very handy deal to keep my Sky right up into the summer Sky Sports. But you know, you need to know how to play the game. The other thing people do, of course, is they get themselves what's commonly known as a dodgy box. Uh, now, people have been doing dodgy television stuff since whenever? I'd say since the thing was invented. But we hear in the news yesterday and today, and it's all over the newspapers this morning, that a crackdown is coming on illegal TV streaming networks. This is where someone effectively has a skybox or some other box that has everything in it and illegally streams it in return for a payment. And I've seen recently one of these boxes in action, Uh, very recently. It's incredible now what you can get. Uh, Adrian Weckler, the the crackdown is coming. Is
12: it illegal to own one of these things? Eh? Morning. Good morning. Um, The short answer is mostly no. Mostly it's not so if you have one of these in your possession it can be illegal um to use uh, pirated streams in certain ways but if you're the typical punter who saw an ad on whatsapp or was somebody in a some local shop behind the counter kind of said by the way uh, on the Qt I have one of these things and um, you know it it uh, you know I'll give it to you for 10 or a month or something like that. Um, you, you're very, you're certainly very unlikely to be uh, pursued or prosecuted uh, for it. So when we talk about a crackdown in the first instance, what they're doing, um, potentially with the support of guards, by the way, is they're going after the people who might sell you one and they're going after the people who host the streams in the first instance. Now, what typically happens there is once they get those guys, uh, they then look at their list of customers. Yes, because what? You, to Death. pay the subscription, you have to give a name and stuff. Yep. Let's go back to
2: the start, Adrian. Before we get into what's happening now, just I should have introduced you properly, Adrian Rector, Tech Editor of the Irish Indo. And as I said, Adrian, people have been you know rebeaming and restreaming since since yep. forever. How is this actually done? So, do I have I pay for everything and then I set up a
12: stream? How is it done? So. It's typically done on, you mentioned uh, seeing one of these boxes. It can be a small box. It can be a dongle as well. Now, they work in two ways. Um, they're often what are called Android boxes. So they essentially uh, have software on them that reaches into the into the Internet and will look for a stream of whatever it is you say you want. That might be Premier League football, it might be movies, it might be shows, could be golf. Um, For example, now, the streams that they're reaching for could be either from, say, some country where that stream is actually free-to-air. So, for example, Premier League football in some countries is Mm. free-to-air. In some Asian countries, because of the local rights deals they've done there, it's not free-to-air here, obviously. So they might go and and do that. Um, Or they may be accessing online databases uh, or hosted websites that just have loads of movies and loads of stuff which is just purely illegal but that's literally people in some case criminal gangs that have just ripped off um, you know pay TV streams and Mm. sources and then uh, transferred you know to to these boxes
2: Some uh, of it's in unbelievably high tech I mean I saw one as I said recently Mm. and you know Sky glass brought out, Sky brought out this sky glass where the whole lot is built into the telly. I have one, yeah. Yeah. Right. I haven't seen it yet, but I believe there. Someone's gone and managed to put the entire sky glass operation onto a dongle.
12: I mean, I, I I could believe it in the sense that I saw we're talking about <laughs> we're talking it. about software and you know internet uh, communications here, which means if you know what you're doing from a hacking or a programming point of view, if you really know what you're doing, you can get a get around uh, this stuff. Now there are a few health warnings with that. First of all, it is illegal to to do it. Second of all, um you are probably at a heightened risk of things like id theft or you know dodgy bits of software that get planted uh, on your system like if you're using one of these boxes and your tv just stops working or or in some way gets infected it's a slightly more awkward and difficult conversation (laughs) when you're trying to get it fixed or particularly if you're trying to uh, redeem it uh, under warranty under warranty um but the technology is there absolutely and as you pointed out it it look it's been there for for years and years. This is is nothing new. Um, Dodgy boxes in Ireland have been around in force for about six or seven, eight years, Mm. as as far as I'm, as long as I've been reporting on. They're quite common. They're quite popular. And the problem for authorities is it's very lightly enforced. So there's a crackdown going down, uh, going on at the moment. But that really is only once every maybe 18 months or two years. So the, the chances are Fairly good if you're either a criminal gang that wants to supply these uh, or you are somebody who just it's too tempting the thought of avoiding all those, uh, avoiding all those costs, even though you do know you're doing the wrong thing. Mm. But you you weigh it up morally in your head, I suppose.
2: Yeah. The thing is. As you say, they've been trying since whenever to clamp down. So every time they do clamp down, somebody goes out of business. Some stream goes off. I remember years ago, there was a lot of talk about Showbox, for example. Showbox was very popular to the point where people were even willing to pay for it. And then Showbox died because they got at the servers and they arrested people. But then the people behind Showbox just built another platform
12: for sure and if it's not if it's not the people behind showbox it's somebody who just sees a gap in the market it could be somebody in in russia it could be somebody in you know anywhere um this is what the music industry faced back uh, in the day of course that was a different problem because there were no online music streaming services at the time there are plenty of tv and sports streaming services Mm -hmm. the issue there is the cost because my own subscription now is probably north of €100 Euro a month. Now, that does include the Sky stuff, but I, I subscribe to most of them, Netflix, Amazon Prime, yes. you yeah. know, Ruby, Disney Plus. But it really, really does add up, and uh, it can kind of be irresistible um, the thought of getting it all for you know a tenner or 15 quid uh, And you know the
2: providers, Adrian, and there is a thing, and mm. I speak of particularly Sky Sports, and I've, I've been mm. a, a big advocate of even to my colleagues here, I download it now as you do now. You don't buy it anymore. I download it now and you can get great deals with now if you play around with it a bit. You know, you'll get no, half, I, okay. I get my sport for most of the year for half price and, and yeah. it's, you know, yeah. you, the deals are out there. But the point is if the providers weren't charging so
12: much, these dodgy boxes mm-hmm. to use that term again, wouldn't thrive. Not just a fact. I mean, there's, it, it it is a fact and that's a slightly different discussion because if i walk into a shop um their shops now will charge me one euro fifty for a mars bar one euro fifty for a mars bar I mean I feel like snatching it and handing them fifty cents and saying that's what's uh, you know that's the most uh, mm. what's worth that's the price you know um the 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 problem with the sports in particular and also the movies trying to play the poor mouth is that you read about Premier League footballers who are paid, you know, yeah. <laughs> half a million quid a week. Yeah. Uh, whereas with music, it was easier because you you would have musicians who would be going on, doing an interview and saying, look, I make €10,000 a year. If you just download all my stuff for free, I literally don't get a, a penny. Um, it's a little bit harder for Tom Cruise to say that or for yeah. – you know, uh, the, the, the the sports stars. At the same time, if more of us use dodgy boxes, there will be less money for programming and for mm. sport. Now, it's not just the, the multimillionaires who'll, who'll get hit. That will go down to, you know, League 3 or it'll go down to niche programming and documentary. So th- there are two sides to this. Mm. They're telling us that this is going to be their toughest
2: crackdown Yes. so Mm. will it achieve anything where adrian or will it be a case that yes it'll achieve something this week but they'll all get rebuilt next week
12: the skeptical if not cynical side of me would agree with your second proposition that actually this won't this will be a dent in that industry and that ecosystem but it won't really eradicate it and it won't in six months time I don't think there will be fewer people using dodgy boxes than there are now and that's because enforcement is just too light in Ireland um, the guards are not involved at this point they probably will be mm. um, in, in the next wave but there's no one going
2: to call to Johnny Murphy's front door and say you know that thing you plugged into the
12: telly mm. we need that and you at the carter station mm. that ain't going to happen S- that's, I don't think that's going to happen. It's certainly not happening at this point. It is possible that when, if, if and when they go after somebody who's selling these boxes and they get their list of customers, that then they might you know, send you a mail or a text or they might even call around to the door and say, we know you're using this. I want you to know it's legal and you're on notice. But whether or not that's followed up by a guard coming over and saying, no, you've been warned yeah. and you're in trouble now, it, the chances of that are low. Yeah. could they could they go after your internet provider um that's yeah that's the way they used to do it in um, in the about 10 15 years ago when they were going after uh, piracy what they did was they got a high court order to make air and virgin media and all of those companies uh, sort of police it themselves yes, right. they were going after websites at the time Pirate Bay was um, one in particular yep yeah and there was a three strike system and basically if you were detected using say Pirate Bay you got one strike if you were three if you got three strikes you were then cut off from the ISP but, but from, then from people the got virtual pilot. virtual networks and should that put the end to that yeah I mean it was easy the, the number of people who were actually cut off was, was quite small so um, yeah. that that's a slightly different situation to the yeah. one today
2: Again, the comment comes in here, and you've explained, you're right, there's so much money in sport, particularly. Morning, lads, you can't blame people for going for these services when the providers are charging 30 quid for that hogfest fest of a boxing match in Tyson Fury last week. And he's not wrong.
12: Yeah. We shouldn't uh, encourage it, but he's not bit, wrong. I'm always a little bit wary of um, uh, agreeing with the idea that you should just pay what you want on a voluntary uh, basis because in Ireland that would mean that most people would pay little or nothing it's, it's the price of the that, thing is me. there you, you, you don't have to watch the boxing match if you think it's too expensive, um, it's not really a necessity really, Absolutely. but I do take his point, Absolutely. I do take his point Absolutely. It, yeah. Absolutely, I've always
2: been as I said, thank you, Adrian Wexler Tech Editor of the Irish Independent I would be a big advocate of now uh, and I'm not saying that in any way. They're not looking after me or anything like that. But I would be a big advocate of no, because once you learn how to use it, once you learn how to use no, you save an absolute fortune by using it. Oh, 0818 96, 96, 96 uh, When you're paying €100 Euro a year for IPTV, it, if it gets cut off, you just move on to a new provider. It's just a risk you take, says Paul. That's true too. That's true too. I've never had an IPTV, IPTV service, uh, but I know people who have bought them and what can happen is in the middle of your year for which you might have paid 70 quid, 80 quid, 90 quid, in the middle of your year, you turn on a match some night and the whole thing has gone belly up because the server's gone down and the gear might have been seized and all that. And that's the risk you take. And most people are okay with that. 0818 96 96 96. We've been asking you all morning about your comebacks. Who you'd like to see coming back. We're going to focus on that in a little while. Mike would love to see Smokey coming back. They do from time to time, Mike. You get a Smokey gig in the Opera House about every 18 months. Now, they're all about 102 at this stage. But they can still put on a good show. Uh, six. Yeah, Six. More Ed wanted to bring six back. Jason says, "Who wanted to bring that back? Bring back R.E.M. or Paul Simon. R.E.M. Yeah, my is Yeah, my R.E.M. Paul Simon. Yes, but Paul Simon is kind of still there, really. Aaron, Atomic Kitten, uh, <laughs> Atomic Kitten, or Atomic Mutton, as we use Atomic Kitten, an Aqua, Aqua, Barbie Girl Aqua, like go away, Eddie." was on to me about outcasts they have lots of songs hey as the big hit but they had sorry miss jackson rose is so fresh thank you thank you thank you and andrew on bringing stuff back now this is andrew carroll i've been watching andrew over the last few years he's he's developing a kind of a vinyl comeback and he's a bloody fine dj to be fair to the umphila he really is using vinyl and old turntables and stuff like that well, he's managed, this is brilliant. I was so thrilled to see this. There was an old Henry's song, if you remember, you remember, called Feel So Right by Victor Simonelli. I remember it. I had it in my record bag one time. Um, Andrew has gotten involved with TrackSource. It's a dance music chart, and he and a couple of his collaborators have managed to remix and get it released, remixed, That old Henry's classic, Feels So Right. Brilliant. Fabulous. And it's out today. Track source, T-R-A-X-S-O-U-R-C-S. You'll find it there. Andrew Carroll evolved with that. And yes, you're right. The Night Simple Minds played the marquee. One of the best marquee gigs I have ever seen. Fabulous gig. Came out to discover... You've got it right, Andrew. I wonder can anybody else guess. I won't give it until the end of the show, but yes, Andrew, you got it right. Came out to discover that. On parking. Now, we started this morning with talking to, and his name is gone, Frank, yes, Frank. Frank came to Cork yesterday from Clare uh, to do some business in the passport office, and he was outraged because he went into Merchants Key Car Park. He was there for just over an hour, and when he came back out, they relieved him of six euros and forty to park in Merchant's Key Park car park, and he's pretty peed off of. It. And you would be six hours, six euro forty for an hour and a bit parking at Merchant's Key, and they're all the same. So we're not singling out Merchant's Key in any way unfairly. Chris Mansfield was on. The city should be run for its inhabitants and workers, not for occasional visitors. Point number two. He should see the price of parking in similar-sized cities around Europe. Point number three. Cork is also accessible from Clare by train and bus. All right, Chris. Thank you. I've travelled a little bit to cities around Europe. It can be cheaper, too, you know. It can be cheaper. Cities should be run for its inhabitants and workers, not occasional visitors. That's a bit insular, isn't it? Accessible by train and bus A point A valid point It is a valid point Well thank you Chris PJ if you go into Merchant's Key At say 5 to 2 Says Anne And you leave at 5 past 3 You can be charged for 3 hours I wouldn't think so Anne 5 to 2 Then 5 to 3 is 1 hour Then you'll be charged for 2 hours Anne Not 3 '96. Come back to comebacks in just a sec, because you'd be amazed at the stuff people want to see coming back. Darren Johnson wanted System of a Down. I thought my son was the only person who'd ever heard of and was the only ever fan of System of a Down. They haven't brought out new material in years, but they are—they do still tour. They're a rock band, like a serious thrash rock band. I probably have the name of the type of rock wrong but to me, to me and my son loves them and you hear them for hours coming out of his bedroom um, This to me it sounds like someone put the breakfastware ware in, in the tumble dryer and turned it on full but each to his own Year of the comeback. Will it be the year of the comeback? I'll catch up across Crossy in a sec. Join the
0: conversation. This is the opinion line. With the Cork
1: City Marathon, take on your next challenge this June by running solo or with a team. Register at Cork Marathon.ie. Corks ninety six FM.
2: The Cork's 96FM Giving for Living Radiothon returns May 25th to 27th to raise funds for Cork Cancer
12: Services. You make
1: me feel. Every year, we speak to people touched by cancer. So if you've got a story to tell, we'd love you to get in touch. Simply email radiothon at 96FM.ie to find out
2: more.
12: The Giving for Living Radiothon, supporting Cork Cancer Services May 25th to 27th. You
1: make, you make feel. Only On Corks 96 FM.
2: So, Crossy JLS come back. S Club Seven, although there is it S Club Three rather than Seven at this stage. Who's next? Bewitched. What's happening out there? So this
5: is it. This is a strange time we're living in. I think. All right. It's. I think for some reason the eighties are now the nineties are now the eighties. So if you like a people who are in their 30s now and they're reminiscing hard. And I think a lot of 90s bands are starting to go, well, if everyone's reminiscing really hard for us, like, why don't we come back? Yeah. And then when you've got the remnant instead of the naughties, So the biggest one that happened this year, I think for everybody, was the S Club 7. The whole seven of them this time, by the way, not just three, not just two, the full seven are going to be back. They're playing the 3 Arena, actually, on the 16th of October. When I first saw this, I was like, do you know what? I don't really know. I, I saw them as S Club 3. I was at a gig, oh God, it must have been four years ago. Yeah. Uh- and i i felt sad does that make sense
2: i was kind yes. of like there's
5: only three is up there and I mean, like, 3 is isn't even a club and like, and you know
2: three's only a it's yeah. <laughs> S- phone so, box you know <laughs>
5: yeah yeah so anyway they're they're, they're thinking like they're not thinking they're doing it they're coming back now if you remember the 90s right they had a tv show they had a movie they had merchandise. They, they were a juggernaut. Now, you know yourself, they, they didn't get all that money. They were created to be this, you know, manufactured yeah. pop band. And then when they, qu- when they quit, I remember the time people were going wild over it. And it was probably the first proper, you know, mixed boys and girl band that people got into. They loved their TV shows. Um, will it sell out? I would presume by the by the October date that they're going to be playing. I will presume it will sell out. Tickets are only like forty-five quid or something like that. But it's kind of spurred on other bands to start looking at all this. Yeah. Um, JLS, JLS. Oh, yeah. they're, now they're they're a, they're a bit younger now. They're 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 only fifteen years old uh, as a <laughs> band. Uh, they came from the X Factor, and mm. they've just I I think right. There's there's going to be a time now where these bands are going to come. They're going to go. They're going to come. They're going to go. And, you know, we get what we need out of them and then we move on. And Mm. then we realize, oh, no, I think maybe TikTok has a lot to a lot to answer. Yeah, because we're we're remembering things like if you ask any 17, 18 year olds now, like, they're listening to Fleetwood Mac. They and there always was that 17, 18-year-old well, 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 listening for, to Fleetwood for, Mac.
2: For a, fella, for a fella of my vintage, and I'm a few years older than you are, crossy to hear <laughs> young people <laughs> listening to Fleetwood Mac does my soul good. Oh, it's good, isn't it? It's great. It's good. Like,
5: Queen as well, you know. People are listening to Queen these days more than they would because of the likes of... Bohemian Rhapsody, Elton John on his never ending goodbye. I'll tell you tour. About Queen, There's right? a reason
2: why there are two Queen tributes coming to Cork soon, but one is Flash Harry. Now myself and my son have been to see they're from the north. One myself and my son have been to see Flash Harry. This'll be our eighth time, right? To see wow. Flash Harry. They've sold out one night in the opera house completely, and the second night is close to selling. And when That's you go great. there it's all
5: young people. And it's it, isn't it great to see? I saw Queen in uh, Marley Park with Adam Lambert. Well, I saw I remember, the original of in
2: Slain Man. Oh, stop! Yes, mate. And, 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 and he that's what was, he was that. Want. He was that good, and then he was better again. He was undescribably oh. good. You could not put words on how good he was. Oh,
5: I'm so jealous.
2: You saw Lambert. Went, Lambert's, went, Lambert's good, like Lambert is good, but no, nah, Freddie was on another planet.
5: On another planet. And I feel really weird now going from Queen to, the, the, you know, another band that are celebrating something. And it may make people feel a tad bit old today. Bewitched. But 25 years ago this year, C'est La Vie was released. Yeah. And want, it, went now that was an anthem. it went global that was great that went out C'est La Vie went everywhere so they're actually on the Late Late Show tonight celebrating 25 years they're doing a gig I think it's Wicklow Dublin I think it's called. it's yeah. Kaleidoscope it's called and they're playing there see they kind of reformed a couple of years ago and they were doing you know college gigs and bit by bit it was building up again because again people were getting emotional of the 90s and you know the girls still look absolutely fantastic they do. you'll see them on the Late Late Tonight but they're releasing a brand new song it was released today called Birthday
2: yeah I heard it so, this morning I thought it was I thought they were going to cover the old Beatles number because they've done a lot of covers they did a great cover of Does You Mother Know and they did a couple yes. of other covers um, I thought it was it's not its a new song and it's not bad either it's just under three minutes it'll get played
5: it will get and, and do you know what I think this year is the year of the renaissance of you know Max coming back, or if you look at you guys are playing a song at the minute. BB Rex said, "David, get it. I'm good." It's called. Yeah, that's from that song. Eiffel 65 yeah. and Blue Double D. And so it, all these things are happening, and it, it's such a weird world in the industry at the minute. But the questions now are: are people are asking, who else are going to reform? There's rumors Spice Girls could be coming back for what, a third time now. Yeah, well. um, yeah but if Victoria, they haven't got
2: Beckham, posh. You see, they're they're only you know.
5: Yeah, yeah, I know. they need her even just to stand there in the corner and wave at us. Look, it'll be a bit of fun. But the big one is Oasis. Will they
2: happen? hate each other even more yeah, than Bros. It's still. kind of sad, isn't it? You know, the two boy, the two boys in Bros. There was nearly a gig here at the Marquee a few years ago, and then it got pulled. And the, the and there was yeah. loads of gigs on that tour didn't get pulled or got pulled because the two boys could disagree over the t- taste of coffee in the dressing room and they're gone.
5: <laughs> and it's sad. It's sad when you see that because you know, back in the day, oh, these oh, rock
2: stars so are huge. Huge. To meet, to meet Noel Gallagher, it, you meet Noel Gallagher downtown. They played They played um, Parky Creve, and us said he met Noel Gallagher downtown and Gallagher told him to F off out of his way and he, this day was made.
4: <laughs>
5: And do you know what? I wonder, right? Because I know, um, who was it recently? I think it was your man from the 1975, Matt Healy, was on a podcast and he actually said it real. He says, they just need to get over it. Like two brothers having a row. It's like, this is not the 90s where, you know, it was a massive story, they're round with each other. Yeah. It's like now the fans just want you. The fans just want you to play. Like they want the songs, you know, but they don't want to pay 60 quid, 70 quid to see one of them play or the other one play. They want the whole band back. So I'd love to see that happen. Yeah. I, I don't know. Well, I, I, re- I really don't know if they ever
2: will. I don't think we'll ever get Kate Bush back on the road because she actually hated touring. But Sarah's saying Stranger Things put her back into the limelight. Loves Queen and then yes. Springsteen. I mean, she loves him more. The old stuff. You can't keep the good old. You like, you kind of wonder, Crossy, and you could be making your making a, a rough bit of trouble for yourself now. But can you think of any of today's batch who will be reforming in twenty five years because we want them back?
5: Yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. You know, you need proper bands, and I think proper bands of the eighties into the nineties. They had to work harder. Does that make sense? They had yeah. to They they had to graft a bit more that they probably well, appreciated it.
2: Florence and the Machine are coming back and touring and doing a gig in Musgrave Park and people can't wait for it. I only mentioned earlier on. I played the Cranberries. Now, Lyra, I'm sure you've come across Lyra, right? Lyra's an incredible I bit of stuff. I love Lyra. Have Lyra heard, is just... Do you know what? Have you heard her sing the Cranberries?
5: Yes. Oh, I could listen to her read the phone book.
2: She's yes. brilliant. Yeah, what she can sing... She's the closest thing to Dolores since Dolores. Mm-hmm. Yeah, would not that no, be look, is a talent dream of talents. comeback? I'm starting. to we put it out there.
5: <laughs> I know. I, we put it out there. Look, this could be the thing. Get yeah. them yes, back on tour. Absolutely, um, I, I have to give a couple of no, no, notable mentions of, of bands who did reform that went really well. If you remember back in 96, People's Hearts Were Broken when Take That announced that they were oh, going to yeah. be no more. Yeah, And then in May 2006, 10 years later, they reformed and right. they became a man band, which was the That's first right. time that we've probably heard of a man band and not a boy band. <laughs> and sure, look,
2: I <laughs> went to see, I brought my daughter to see Westlife last August. Down in Parky Cueve and sure they're only a few years short of walking sticks, and they were brilliant. <laughs> Absolutely yes, so brilliant. good. You know So good. Fergal reckons. Bastille about court? Fergal reckons Bastille will be around for a while. They haven't had a hit in a while though.
5: They haven't had a hit in a while. The nineteen seventy five, possibly. Yeah. But Matt, Matt, I think he's a bit moody and may just say, "You know what? I'm done with this." And um, uh, Harry Styles. If you've never been to a Harry Styles gig, I remember going to it. You know, I was bringing a few people to it, and then I walked out and I went, "He's a guy. He, he, he's yeah. one of the good ones."
2: You have to Everyone's say everyone
5: smiling and happy. You have
2: it. to say he is, and I um, some of my friends in the business and you you may know my old pal Bob McKenzie from the radio Bob would be horrified to hear me say this Harry Styles is a megastar and deservedly so because he's a great entertainer oh,
5: his album is so good but I have to give a little mention to Niall as well Niall's new album the show is going to be out now in a couple of two months time I think it is mm. and it's a cracker of an album I've heard a tiny bit of it already and it's just when you see these two lads you know, they're grafting and they're working really hard yeah. and they're the ones that, that you would hope that would last the test of time when it comes to that um, Westlife as well by the way like Westlife played Parky Queeve on uh, numerous occasions mm. they left they came back right. and
2: now they're touring the world
5: yeah. so it's, I think it is the year of the comeback
2: and like you said Elton John's. T- how long is that tour? <laughs> oh, stop oh stop at this
5: stage now he was at the Versace runway event yesterday, and he's hanging out with the likes of Dua Lipa, Cher, uh, Channing Tatum. He's in all the right circles. They love all, him. He doesn't though, have to be
2: because you can take Great. a. He, they can have a song with him, and they can work. Look at the magic he did with 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 Dua Lipa last year. Right? Yes. He has given Ed Sheeran what everyone needs in their arsenal yes. is a a Christmas song. They'd be getting that song played. For for forever. You know, El, El, Elton now, John is still you, box office.
5: Elton John and me nearly met each other in December. So I went to New York and uh, it is, I think it's Saks, the name of the building. Every year they do like lights for Christmas and it's the same songs on loop every few minutes. And we walked past it and it was, you know, there's always a crowd outside us, you know, it's outside the Rockefeller tree and all that. And uh, it was Elton John, a mega mix of all his songs, about five minutes long, and that Christmas song was on it. So anyway, the second night we walked past that, and we walked. We wanted to walk up, and my other half was like, oh, the crowd They're trying to walk past that and I was like, Ram, we'll walk this way. I found out the next morning on Good Morning America, Elton John and his piano was on Fifth Avenue singing live that five-minute mega mix while the lights shone on Saturday. You're
2: never going to forgive your other yes, half for that, one. are you?
5: Oh, do you know, I keep any time we talk about Elton John because we're going to see him uh, when he's back over in Ireland. I keep going, oh, we could have, we could have been up close and personal, with you and John, but nope, picture, you could have had a picture crossing. Well, we took the lazy route and walked around instead of going into the crowd. All
2: right, but, yeah. so someone oh, else well, here God. says, and I don't know why this guy is <laughs> is like. Marmite, I love George Ezra, right? But uh, I hate to say it, says someone here, but George Ezra will probably be gluing his jaws together and still singing in 15 years' time. <laughs> I love the man George Ezra. needs the money. Ezra. I they, love uh, George he's Ezra. Great. Yeah, I love George Ezra. The Yes Club 7 thing, I was trying to remember. The big song, reach for the stars. <laughs> honest to God. All right, Crossy. I I, I do a thing. I'll see. As you see <laughs> Go on, mate. Go on. We'll talk again soon. That's Crossy. Oh eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. We have so much to do and so little time in which to do it. I forgot completely to get to the things that don't need to be in the fridge. I'll hold on to it. There was very good research from Portland University in the US. I might even add to it a bit more. I was going to do it today, but just to say, if you opened your fridge this morning to get out eggs and butter, then you wasted money. And in the course of every, in the course of the year, any time you open the fridge to take out eggs or butter, the number of times you do that during the year, could cost you up to 50 euro I'm not joking Because eggs and butter Don't need to be in the fridge There you go Come back to that after the weekend I promise you
0: Join the conversation This is the Opinion mine. With the Cork City
1: Marathon Take on your next challenge this June By running solo or with a team Register at CorkCityMarathon.ie Cork's 96 F.
2: And speaking of Irish artists, let's make it even more local than that. Let's go Cork artists. Love at first sight, Nicole O'Brien and your good pal Marty Guilfoyle. Done a great job on that, Nicole. Morning.
13: Hello, how are you? Hiya. (laughs)
2: Taking on an anthem like that from the Queen of the Anthems, Kylie. Big chance, Nicole. Big chance Taking.
13: Oh, lots of pressure. (laughs)
2: It was wonderful, though, and and Marty's done a great job in production and your voice is in great shape. Tell me all about putting it together.
13: Oh, thank you. Um, Well, do you know, it's so random. About six, seven months ago, myself and my manager sat down and we kind of made a list of people that I wanted to work with in 2023. And um, myself and Marty never followed each other or didn't exchange any messages. And then randomly, on like the second or third day of January, he writes to me and he's like, Hey, Nicole. Um like I know we haven't spoken before but I found this track that I've done a few years ago I want to completely revamp it think your vocals would be sick on it let me know what you think obviously it's a Kylie classic um so I was thinking wow the universe is aligning here That came out of the That's blue. Mad. Out of the blue.
2: Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah.
13: So I used to dance around with a uh, singing to a hairbrush at about six years old with this song so I used to love it Yeah. so it's a lot of pressure obviously Kylie is a queen but hopefully we've done it a bit of justice
2: (laughs) and at the time I remember DJing with it and it was an expensive record and the reason being there was about six or seven different mixes and of course you had to have them all and Marty's gone and done something totally new with it which is deadly
13: Yeah, he's completely revamped it. So we kind of wanted to have that Joel Corey kind of vibe, so quite commercial. So a lot of like the younger um, teenagers and stuff obviously wouldn't be, you know, don't know the track as well as. The older people. So we wanted to appeal to everyone so that the older people, are, you know, know it from Kylie and then the younger generation are kind of just hearing it as a commercial track and then we'll get to know the old Kylie song. Yeah. So we kind of wanted it to appeal to everyone.
2: Yeah, it's deadly. And it's, it's out on all the platforms, is it? Is it coming out in a piece of plastic that we can buy like a CD or is it just out on the platforms?
13: It's currently just out on the platforms, so Spotify, iTunes, you know, Deezer, Amazon Music. It's out everywhere right now. Great. So great. yeah, we're but, actually climbing the charts. We're number fifteen on the Shazam charts in Ireland, which is great.
2: Now there you go with the Shazam charts. You see, people know the song, and they're going, "Who's singing that?" <laughs>
13: yeah.
2: And Shazam exactly. will give it to you. Deadly, absolutely. Exactly. It's great. Well, good luck to you with it, all right, Nicole. And we'll Thank watch. We'll can. watch climbing the Shazam charts means that you could eventually break through into the actual charts. So who knows?
13: Exactly. So everyone keep Shazamming it. Hopefully, we break into the charts. So. Wouldn't, wouldn't it be Please. great,
2: Nicole O'Brien from Cork and Marty Gilfil, DJ and remixer supreme, with the old Kylie tune. Love at first sight. Great to see. You.
0: Join the conversation. This is the opinion line.
1: With the Cork City Marathon. Take on your next challenge this June by running solo or with a team. Register at corkcitymarathon.ie. Cork's 96.